Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Kelly did a great video on her channel about the general purpose of a Christian woman and being a wife. We've done similar ones on our channel, but they were a few years ago. The Helping My Husband Is My Career videos. But I wanted to bring that into the homemaking space because I think it's easy with homemaking to get really focused on other things, which is all good things, but our first purpose is to be helpers to our husband. So that was kind of the gist of it. And so there's always pushback with videos like that of, well, not all people are called to that, or you're putting expectations on people that aren't realistic. Or you're putting people in a box. Mm -hmm. And so today we just wanted to chat to that of the general purpose of God, the general will of God, the revealed will of God for us as men and as women. We have a different uh, success metric. What is success in life? And of course, everyone will jump and be like, the only success is salvation. The only success is making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. That's a given. We're not debating salvation or not. We're talking about discipleship. What then must you do with the rest of your life, with the rest of the time that you have on earth? Are there success metrics that the Lord has laid out for us? It's that whole thing. If you love the Lord, you will obey him. And that's not just a once-off thing like, oh yeah, I obeyed the Lord once and, and gave my life to Christ. I obeyed him once. It's a continual obedience. It's a continual discipling of our sinful habits toward a more obedient, God-honoring life on earth. And often a pushback that will be commented on our channel whenever we talk about gender roles is that as long as you're glorifying God, it doesn't matter what you do. That's usually what a lot of women will say. Like, it, well, if God's called you to a career, then as long as you're glorifying him in that career, it doesn't matter if you're not at home. It doesn't matter if you're not helping your children. But that's where we go back to what the word says. Yeah, so there's a general, and that's what you outlined in that video. We'll link it below. But there is a general will of God, a general purpose of God for women. The clearest outline of that is in Titus 2, where Paul is saying, here's, here's what older women should teach younger women. Here's what the success metrics uh, of this temporal life are for young ladies. And so, of course, you know, some ladies are going to have a different gift, a gift of celibacy, where they are called to serve God, never get married. And it's from that place that a lot of ladies argue against the general will of God. It's like, well, not everyone's called uh, to be married. Yeah, of course, there's no problem there. However, that's not the revealed preference of all the people who say that. If someone really was called to be celibate, number one, they would have zero desire for marriage. They would have zero desire for children. They would have zero desire for sexual intimacy. And unfortunately, that's just not the revealed preference, the revealed data of the majority of women who are going against God's ways. And again, we could link to this below as well, but there are polls and studies done where the majority, and by I mean majority, over 80% of single Christians are engaging in sex outside of marriage, before marriage. That's not a gift. That's not, oh, these people aren't called to marriage. It's like, no, if you desire sexual intimacy, if you desire marriage and children, then you need to follow God's general will outlined for you. The small amount of outliers, which would probably be really one to 
2% of people who are legitimately celibate and have no desire, they're not going to be coming on our channel and arguing with us about it because you just won't care. Well, I think isn't Paul say the reason for the like not getting married, the case for not getting married is that you get to focus only on the mm -hmm. things of God and not on the distractions of relationships. Yeah. So I would say those people that are called to celibacy are not going to be watching videos on marriage advice, <laughs> dating advice. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Exactly. So this then leads us into, in my videos, the general outline for women. How do we work out our biblical purpose for wives? And so you yeah. wanted to give that. Yeah, and so I just wanted to chat for guys. What is the general purpose for guys? Because that, you know, I spent the majority of my late teens and my 20s going like, Lord, what is your will for my life? I'll do anything for you, God. Just tell me what to do. And we're all craving this specific revealed will of God for just for me that God has this one thing for me to go do and that's what I'm gonna go do and it's actually an excuse to not do what God has already said for us to go and do as men and so one of the easiest ways to be a success at anything if you want to be a successful businessman you go and find a businessman who is already successful and you copy him you emulate him you ask him hey what did you do how did you do it you copy how he talks, you copy how he walks, you copy how he makes phone calls, you copy how he goes and does deals. You will have similar results to him. You want to be healthy, go find a man who is healthy. You go to the gym with him. You go and see what he eats. You eat what he eats. You do the things that he did and you will get what he got. And so it comes with the Christian life, the successful Christian life. We are given examples of men of faith in the Bible who are called righteous by God in the scriptures. And so we should try and emulate those men. We should try and read about their lives. How did they conduct their lives? What were they doing? What was the success metrics for their lives? And then once you are doing the general success metrics, there's a lovely proverb that has blessed me so much. A man makes a plan in his heart. The Lord will direct his steps. So when you are doing the general things of the Lord, then the Lord can direct your steps to your specific purpose or will. And so what are those general things? You know, if you look at guys like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you look at guys like David and Solomon, what are they doing as patriarchs? They are first and foremost building wealth. They are accumulating property. They are stewarding land and businesses. They are building wealth. Now, a lot of Christians fall into a poverty mentality where it's not good for Christians to be rich. But then those are the same Christians that are often begging everyone else for money or begging people to help them with their missions and all this kind of stuff. If us as Christians would just believe the Old Testament that God has a blessing on us, that God wants to bless us with wealth and property, people get their panties in a wad over the prosperity gospel. Number one, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. In Deuteronomy, God says, when you are in your land and you're eating your food and you're in your nice houses, don't forget me. That's what he asks. Do not forget me and say, I made myself rich. You know, I, the power of my own hands made myself rich. And the other side was that you'll have no problems in life. If you just believe God, you'll have no problems, no troubles. But Jesus said in this life, you will have trouble. While we're going through troubles, I'm still blessed. I'm still God's top guy. I'm still holding on to promises that the Lord will take me through my troubles and help me establish peace and order in my life. So troubles will come. As men, troubles will come. They, they don't stop. That's part of being a man is going through life and not being shaken up or, or folding to troubles that come. So the general point of building wealth 
is number one, don't go into debt. Don't live on a credit card. Don't live beyond your means. Be wise with how you steward your money as unto the Lord. It's a good thing. You know, Dave Ramsey, God bless him. That's a, a very good biblical principle to get out of debt, to save up money. He's like one of the biggest missionaries to America. Yeah, Dave Ramsey is a missionary because he's changing culture to a biblical culture from a rampant, ungodly, unbiblical financial culture. And so with the purpose of a man, number one is building wealth. Just some general success metrics. You want to be working toward owning a house, owning productive property. That's where Robert Kiyosaki has some really good principles in this sinful monetary system. And I say sinful, not in like some weird, uh, super spiritual way. It's just in the fact that fiat currency being printed to oblivion is literally theft. The government is stealing your wealth by you know, if I make a ticket that says you get one carrot and I get one carrot, but I'm the one who can just keep making tickets that say I get a thousand carrots, but you still just have your one ticket. I have stolen your ability to buy a carrot compared to the thousands of carrot tickets that I now have. Stupid example, but that is what inflation and fiat currency is. So Robert Kiyosaki talks about how to succeed against a system that is trying to destroy your wealth. He talks about accumulating assets by pegging our wealth to assets, land, businesses, properties, machines, equipment, things that can produce income and are not pegged to just being inflated away. So if you have a million dollars in the bank, wow, that guy is wealthy. Well, by next year, that million dollars is only going to be able to buy you 500 grand's worth of stuff because it's just being inflated away. But if you have a house, your house actually gains value with inflation. And so as Christian men, we want to live below our means. We want to be out of debt. And we also want to try and accumulate as many properties and assets and things that create and hold wealth as possible. Why would you ask? Well, because the rich rule over the poor. If we want to have a society that is well ordered and is run and ruled according to Christian principles, that takes wealth. It takes wealthy men who are willing to live to godly standards. Why do businesses keep open on a Sunday? Well, because none of the Christian men are running those businesses. Why do businesses engage in sinful practices and rip people off? Well, because there's no Christians running those businesses. Why do businesses fund evil things and NGOs and cultural decline? Because there's no Christians running those businesses. So a general purpose as men, as Christian men, is to gain and build wealth. Number two, and this is linked to building wealth, but is to give your gift. Another of my favorite proverbs is a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. It's talking about increasing in influence in a hierarchy. Again, we want Christian men to be giving their gift. So what is it that you're good at? What is it that you're passionate about that you would pay to do, that you dream about, that you explain for two hours to somebody this thing or this domain or this problem that you are trying to solve? That is your gift to give. Go and become competent and strong at that thing Go give your gift. And a lot of guys, again, complain, well, I'm not very good at it, or I'm only one talent, and that guy's a 10 talent. It doesn't matter. Don't be a lazy and wicked servant. Go give your gift. At the talent level that you're at, go give your gift, and that will make room for you. It'll make influence for you. It'll give you purpose to your life and passion for your work. Work is a good thing. And then the third part of our general purpose as men is our sex drive. We are full of testosterone. We're attracted to beautiful women. Get married. The general will, again, Paul says, if you're burning with lust, get married. Again, the general will of God, there will be one to 2% of guys who have zero sex drive. They don't care. They're just focused on the Lord. God bless them. But for the rest of us men, you will want to get married and build a family. 
You'll want a helpmeet on your purpose, a helpmeet in building wealth, a helpmeet in giving your gift. And another proverb, a good man, a righteous man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That is a general purpose of God. We want to have children. We want to have children's children and leave them an inheritance. Not only wealth, but the influence of our life creating a peaceful and prosperous place. You know, why do people leave churches? Because they have to go get a job somewhere else. Why do people leave their hometowns? Because they have to go get a job somewhere else. Why do people leave cities? Because there's no law and order. Why do people leave countries? Because it's broken and the economy is broken and we desire, we seek good kings to go and live under. And so one of the inheritances to give your children's children is if you've chosen a place to live, you should have a vision that my children's children will want to live in this place, will want to work in this place, that they will have peace and prosperity in this place. And so out of my wealth and my influence, I am going to work my life to make my place an inheritance for my children's children. Psalm 127 says that children are arrows in the hand of a warrior. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. Children are a blessing and they are a part of our dominion mandate. We have an enemy who wants to destroy the world, destroy our people, destroy our culture. And so what is the weapon against them is training up our children in the way that they should go and leaving an inheritance to our children that crushes the head of the serpent. So for guys, that is your general purpose. If you set your heart on doing that, building wealth, giving your gift and building influence, building status, and then getting married and having a family. That's your general purpose. Then you won't miss your specific purpose because you'll have full ability for the Lord to direct your steps to go and do what is your specific purpose. The problem with so many Christians who are just dying, Lord, what is the specific will of my life? Is they forgo building wealth. They forgo giving their gift and building influence. And they forgo having a wholesome family. And they're constantly having to beg other people for money, beg other people for influence, beg other people to help them with their family problems. We want to create strength as a base for what God has called success. And then from there, the Lord can push you into your specific will. So praise God. Bless you guys. And have a lovely day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot c-o we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand-bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family